This podcast has been sponsored by the 2018 champion, Matt Albright. Radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. Scoop and your favorite hosts, Giuseppe. That's pretty terrible right there. And Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. With producer Tony. I will kill a man to improve my status. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. You're lacking professionalism on the microphone. Hey, fellas. I love the podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Football Scoop and Boop. I'm your host, Giuseppe, and with me this week is producer Tony. We are doing a two-man podcast for the first time in a while. How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing great. Feeling good. The weather was gorgeous today. It was uh, sunny, like mid-40s, which is great for this time of se- this time of year. That's pretty impressive. Uh, there was I, people I, golfing today. <laughs> that's funny. Today was uh, pretty nice in, in LA, but we're getting a cold front starting tomorrow, like low 60s, which again, I know that people like want to say boo-hoo, but think about it. I'm in LA. and like It, it, it doesn't usually get that cold. So, uh, But yeah, I mean, glad to hear that. Turtle, we are uh, hoping everything's okay with you, but we wanted to make sure that we we kept the, the train moving along as we've had a... Uh, a record streak. We have not missed an, a single episode this year to date. Knock on wood. I'm not going to do it because I tend to knock on things often during the podcast. <laughs> and if I do it for that effect, I might continue yeah. to do it. And Tony will ping me saying, stop knocking on the table. Yeah, he's Italian. So he's got, he has to talk with his hands and enunciate and you know all that stuff. So uh, yeah, hope, hope everything's good, Turtle. Uh, but uh, you're, you're going to have to suffer through me uh, talking more than usual this week. Sorry. All right. So looking at the first matchup. So this is week 13 that we're recapping the last week of the our second to last week of the regular season. Yeah, I should yeah. mention uh, there was some hiccups with the waivers. So this this podcast is going to get published uh, Wednesday night. So hopefully you're hearing this. But if you need to make a waiver claim, do it now. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I did a note from the commissioner, which should email everybody. When I do that, hopefully it did, to, so that way they, they know what happened. But I guess there was some RT Sports, I don't know what the hell happened, so we won't have a waiver wire recap or transactions for the next show. I don't know what happened, but on the website it said that today, Wednesday, it was going to turn on the waiver wire automatically, but it hadn't. Micah had caught it, and Kowalski confirmed it, so I made a manual change to it. So everything should be set now. You got until, I don't know, like early in the morning tomorrow to, to do it. So all night tonight. And then after that, it's a free for all like usual before the game starts on Thursday. So uh, first matchup we had in week 13 was prime times rest in peace against K walls, Washington cracker ass crackers. And Tony, I know that we do this every week. We give a breakout player and we talk about, we try to find people, I guess that are not like, the surefire top rated starts, right? 
for two reasons. One, 99% of the time, those guys don't end up being the top scorer. And number two, to try to find some somebody a little bit different. So here, perfect example. This week, Dalvin Cook was the number one running back going into all the projections. He didn't finish number one, even though it was against Jacksonville and the game went into overtime. So he had more time than anybody else to do it, and he didn't get there, just as an example. Well, during our show last week, I predicted or I called Darren Waller to be my breakout player. And boy, did he break out. 13 <laughs> catches, 200 yards, two touchdowns. Oh, man. Uh, I think he had like over a hundred yards and like 20 points in the first quarter of that game. It was an incredible start for Darren Waller. Uh, the jets are just, oh boy, we, <laughs> we can talk about what happened in that game, but, uh, man, their defense is terrible. Um, and, uh, Kowalski continues his crazy ass win streak. He scored 121 points. And he got a zero from Frank Gore, who went out with a concussion. Uh, hope you get well soon there, Frank. We love you on the Scoop and Poop podcast. Uh, the Green Bay Packers' uh, assault on the NFL just continues. Uh, Devontae Adams, 10 catches, 120 yards and two touchdowns. That's 26 points. And then, of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers, three touchdowns, like no interceptions, never like really broke a sweat against against Philly. Yeah, it's been it was unbelievable. So K Wall only had Waller, Frank Gore, and I want to say the Bears kicker going in the early games. And primetime had a, a lot more than that. And so at that point, you know, he was looking for, he was looking great. So he was he was feeling good about everything. And then you go into the late games, and you know you get the Green Bay performance like you you mentioned tony nearly 60 points there for prime time i mean 95 points nothing to sneeze at just bad luck that he played against kowalski this week because he would have beaten everybody else in his division this week he was actually uh, the number two scoring team this week but yeah. unfortunately he went up against the number one yeah i mean he got points out of jeff wilson which surprised me travis kelsey another big game 20 points there aaron jones First really strong performance in, in uh, I think, quite some time. So he had almost 20 points. You know, he's, he hasn't been getting a lot of attempts because they've been spelling Williams in there. And obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been chucking the ball a lot. But, you know, 19 points is good there. Even Taysom Hill, you know, he did enough. He got he threw a couple of touchdown passes there. Uh, the Atlanta kicker, Young Ho Koo, uh, continues his assault on the NFL. He had 21 last week, 12 this week. So... He's had double digits pretty much every week uh, since week six, except for week seven. So he's been a monster starter for for prime time. Again, just very, very unlucky this week. And we'll talk about playoff scenarios for uh, the next podcast. But yeah. let's, let's just say he still has a chance. But yeah, it's that's all a, we're saying is a, a chance. Ch <laughs> literally a chance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, prime time has been very lucky this season, and maybe this is a little bit of the balancing with that, how it usually goes. Uh, he had a great week, 95 points, number two scoring this week, but unfortunately it was against the number one. Exactly. So next matchup, we've got uh, our missing co-host, Turtle, Eve Eats as Fucking Savages against Tony's COVID Mania. And 75 points out of the Ibiza Turtle combo, not not gonna cut it. They had some some struggles when it comes to some of their, I think, like key players. So you know, Russell Wilson at home against 
the Giants is only able to put up nine points. That Giants defense just held Seattle at bay. DK Metcalf only ended up with five for 80 yards. Uh, his running backs were actually his his bright spot, which is surprising when you're looking at DK Metcalf and Julio Jones as your wide receiving core. But Adrian Peterson in the year 2020 <laughs> <laughs> Dude. put up 15 points. Yeah, he had a, a, a one-yard touchdown in the first half, and he had a gift touchdown late in the fourth quarter, which actually killed the Bears. Mitch Trubisky fumbled. Uh, they, they had like a three-point lead. He fumbles with like two minutes left, and Adrian Peterson scoops it in for another one. Uh, man, uh, hell of a pickup by Turtle with Adrian Peterson. He gets 15 points. Um uh, Julio Jones looked all right, man. Nine points without, I mean, if you can get nine points without a touchdown, that's that's getting it done. And DJ Chark was kind of like absent that whole game until the fourth quarter. Like he didn't have a catch until the fourth quarter. And then like Mike Glennon threw him a couple balls there. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, the, the this whole season has been the let's let Russ cook season, right? Well, he hasn't been cooking much since week eight. He has not scored 20 points since week eight against the 49ers. Uh, he has not thrown more than two touchdowns since then. Uh, and he looked bad again against a Giants team who was not good. And they came into uh, Seattle and I think beat him up a little bit. So I was not expecting that. I mean, the Giants, they are not good, but they are in a dogfight for that division. It's them and <laughs> yeah, it's true. Washington FC as the, I think, like the two, it's like lead horses yeah. in, in that. But yeah, I mean, they, they played a hell of a game. You know, Seattle, I guess they just didn't have an, an answer for, for anything there. For you, Tony, I mean, a lot of your points came in spurts, let's say. Um, especially when it came to Monday night. Ugh. You had three guys in two games going. Yeah. <laughs> I was chasing 26 after Sunday, and uh, Dalvin Cook got snake bit a few times in that game. Uh, there was a a carry on the one-yard line, which Kirk Cousins fumbled. Like, he gave him, like, a hand grenade. He didn't give him a clean handoff. So I lost a touchdown there, theoretically. And then the overtime, they were hell-bent on scoring a touchdown to win the game. They, they refused to kick a field goal, right? They were, like, inside the 15. They're, they're still pounding it with Dalvin Cook. And then they he gets another goal line carry, and then they get a false start. So they kick it. And, kick it. Uh, so there's another touchdown missed there. So I'm chasing 26, and I am upset. I, I have caught no breaks up to that point. And then I'm I'm watching this this shitty Washington Steelers game at like four o'clock, uh, which just up I could I know you couldn't even find the game right. No, I had no idea where that it was on. First of all, second <laughs> of all, then I tried finding it and I had to do research because apparently it was not allowed to be nationally broadcast because of the NFL Sunday ticket that Directv pays for. Man. So it was only allowed to be in forty percent of the country, and Los Angeles was one of the markets was that didn't make the cut because it probably put them over the 40% threshold. Wow. So it was in like Chicago, New York, like a bunch of East coast markets and a bunch of like smaller ones in the Midwest. And then that's it. That's so weird. Uh, you'd think that they would find a way to get that on as many televisions as possible. Anyway, um, 
Antonio Gibson rips off a great run with his second carry. I think it was a 12-yard run, and he comes up lame, and he limps off the field. And I am very upset and pissed off. It comes out that he got turf toe, and then he's out for the game. First quarter, like the second series, I want to say. So I'm getting a fat zero from that. So I'm like dejected at that point. I'm pissed off. I don't want to watch any football. So I didn't even watch the Monday night football game with the what I had the uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I needed 26 points out of the both of them. Um, we actually had to record the Bitter Mark show uh, a day early. So I was doing that show instead of watching Monday night football. And I happened to look at the score while we're doing the show. And I realized that I'm going to win, and I erupted. And you can you can listen to that, my genuine reaction on the Better Marks podcast uh, dropping uh, this Friday. So look out for that. Josh Allen apparently had, like, one of his best games ever. Uh, I did see a couple of the highlights. He made some pretty throws, but four touchdowns, uh, only one fumble, 29 points, and then Stephon Diggs, a huge PPR game with 10 catches, 92 yards. Uh, well over what I needed, and uh, I was very excited. Yep, it worked out well. Josh Allen had his best start, you know, in quite some time. No turnovers. Oh, I'm sorry, he did have a fumble that he he lost on an exchange very early in the game, but it was one of those where it could have gone to the running back, could have gone to the quarterback like Kirk Cousins had, so this one went to the quarterback as well. You know, overall, uh, you know, that was an unbelievable performance that you really needed it to get you, to propel you into that victory. So congrats to you, Tony. Moving on to the next matchup, we've got Matt's Sign Fuller against my The Bone Zone. <laughs> and um, Matt was able to come up with uh, the victory here. It was a low-scoring affair, as you'd imagine, with two teams that have dealt with significant injuries this season. And, you know... One of the guys has got his players starting to come back, and me still not so much. Kenny Galladay is going to probably play only four weeks this entire season, with, and he was my second-round pick, number 13 overall. I thought you kept so, him. You didn't keep him? No, I did not have him, and Good. it's the last time I had drafted a Detroit player in the first two rounds of <laughs> any fantasy football draft, I think, in the in the rest of the way because he was – I mean, he I got him on the wraparound after Chubb because my keepers were Gurley and uh, Chris Godwin. So anyway, uh, bad performances all around for my team. The Indianapolis Colts continue to be a actual good defense, and they held Houston to 20 points, only one touchdown passing, or I'm sorry, one touching rushing for, for Deshaun Watson. He threw his first interception since like week four or week five. You know, He I was on a really nice run. I didn't see that game, but I saw the end where he was like crying on the sidelines. Did he have a fuck up or something? Or yeah, what happened? So the fumble it happened when they were pushing to take the lead in that game. They were in the red zone, and he fumbled on the center ah. quarterback exchange. Indy he, covered it up. He Kirk Cousins it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of sort of. There was no exchange with the with the running back. It was just yeah. I think because he's in shotgun so much of the games that you know it was, it was one of those just situations where you know it just didn't work out for him there. Uh, Nick Chubb continues to be a bright spot for me. He got me 13 in a game that was an absolute blowout, even though the score doesn't dictate it. I believe Cleveland was up like 37, 30 or 34 to, to seven or 10 or something like, like a very, very big gap at halftime. And then they only scored like one touchdown the entire second half. And Tennessee like slowly crawled their way back into it. But you know, the, he, 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 he and uh, Kareem Hunt split a lot of the load because they didn't want to 
work anybody too much there. Uh, Miles Gaskin in his first game back, he looked good. He fumbled. Otherwise, he would have had double digits. But uh, I was happy to see him there for, you know, no, no, nothing else really of importance on my side. Matt's side, you know, wow. He got 10 points out of Dobbins, which I believe was, uh, well, no, he won by 11. So I guess he would have won regardless. But that, that was one of his Monday night cards. He got 10 out of his kicker in that. Uh, I'm sorry, Tuesday night, right? Baltimore Dallas was on Tuesday. All these fucking games and the, <laughs> them moving around. Uh, but yeah, he ended up winning the game on Monday night through his kicker. He at that point he had a one point victory. You know, beyond that, just a lot of like sevens, nines, tens. So they added up to the 68. He gets a victory, moves to five and eight. It pushes me further and further into the lottery. So and pushes him potentially out of it, uh, pending the results of next week. So thank you very much, Matt who has not changed his team name for two weeks now. And we'll I'm see if he so changes, changes it for the next week. I'm so disappointed in Matt for that reason. <laughs> hey, man, COVID hits us all hard. Does. And that means team names. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, next matchup. Man, oh, man. I was so looking forward to this because on paper, it was great. You had Huey McLean's BDI is a coward against Mike's matchup mask up bitches. Pee Wee McLean were on a really nice run. They were scoring a lot of points. They were they were doing a lot of good things. And then all kind of fell apart this week. All their decisions kind of went the wrong direction. You've got, they benched Kyler Murray, and they decided to instead play Justin Herbert, who ends up getting zero net points. His yeah. worst performance in his career. We were kind of waiting for the, the bad rookie game uh, from him. And I think... All it took was old Bill Belichick to uh, come through, and he just he could not get anything going. I think Hunter Henry was on your squad. He only had like one catch. Yeah, uh, it was a rough rough go of it for Keenan Allen. Chargers. Really didn't have his normal game. Uh, so yeah, Bill Belichick got to the rookie. That that's not the first time that that's ever happened. Um, and I think this might be the first time somebody has tripled, maybe a score of another player. Of another team, could be. I don't know what the the largest blowout in the in the league is, but it was definitely a very 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 wide margin. Mike ninety three points. He was kind of back. You know, it's funny. His team goes the way of of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson had his first really good game in quite some time, and it got him twenty three points. And that you know that again at that point he didn't need it, but it just seems like when when he goes well, so does everybody else. Mozart had a had a bad game in in the matchup that they played against Buffalo. I was surprised to be perfectly honest with you that I, to learn that he cut Philip rivers after we recorded the podcast for some odd reason. I don't know why he cut him. I thought it was nice insurance, but he ended up picking up um, Washington FC's quarterback there. Alex Smith instead got good performances out of his running back. So Alvin Kamara got a rushing touchdown ring the alarm bells. And then James Robinson continues to do James Robinson things. He had 18 points, you know, coming off the 20 point game against Cleveland the week prior. The man is the number four running back in our fantasy league right now by points, Tony. It's number a hell four. of a find. It's a hell of a find. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, sometimes you get lucky and find a guy like that. And when you do, it's going to help your team make the playoffs, which is he, what he's trying to do. It's ironic because Alvin Kamara was that guy, right? He was a guy who nobody drafted in any fantasy yep. leagues because he just ended up kind of like getting the job. 
I picked him up in free agency. And, you know, obviously the po- amount of points aren't nearly to this. He's not as prolific, but he is that steady, like, guy that you can count on who is, again, allowed him to climb into the top five from an undrafted position. So that's, you know, it's crazy when stuff like that happens, especially the way we do with fantasy football, right? Every, almost every rookie running back gets drafted every year, right? Yeah. You got Gibson, you, you got, you know, Swift. You got Edwards Dobbins, Akers, yeah. Edwin Zelaire. Yeah. Like literally like six, seven. Yeah. You, you know, out of nowhere, you get this guy who who gets in there and, and scores probably almost more than all of them combined. Definitely, but. definitely trending that way. And uh DeAndre Hopkins got back in the swing, 16 points. Uh and like there was just nothing doing with Pee-Wee's squad. Uh no, no is this is this was uh, the week to do it, I guess, because you still got another week to get back into it. But uh, you gotta you gotta you gotta look ahead to the next week here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So congrats, Mike. We've got so now we've got a tie at the top of the division there. So both teams are definitely going to be trying to win to try to get through. And we'll talk through obviously again the scenarios once we get to the next show. Next matchup, the closest game of the week. We have Santino's fantasy football team name against. God Emperor, President D's nuts. And I know Turtle's not on the podcast, which is unfortunate, but Mike Leitro might have cost Turtle $200 because by cutting Phillip Rivers, <laughs> DI picks him up, starts him over Matt Ryan, and wins by three points. Ooh. There was a, a net eight difference at the quarterback position there. So he would have lost to Santino, had the same record as Turtle going into the last week of the season, and at that point, there would be a lot closer of a dogfight when it comes to the the bet. Now, I don't know if there's a tiebreaker necessarily. So if you yeah. know Turtle wins next week and BDI loses, I'm assuming there probably isn't. If they end at parity, then it's a wash. But at that point now, he really, really needs a BDI loss all because of Philip Rivers. Like, I don't know if it's because you guys talk so much shit about him on the podcast. Maybe Mike cut him. So maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy here. Turtle <laughs> fucked himself over. We don't know, right? But, I will always talk shit about Philip Rivers. I don't care how many <laughs> points he scores. I don't care how many touchdowns he throws. That goofy bastard and his stupid bolo ties and his twelve <laughs> kids uh, and his gosh dang it and dag nabbits and yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. Uh, Adam Thalen, another another good catch, another touchdown. Uh, what, what what else is sticking out to me? Justin Jefferson is a hell of a find as well. Uh, Santino's got himself a a potential keeper for next season, I think. Um, nine catches, 121 with a touchdown. Um, so yeah, uh, Santino, you put up a good fight. Uh, Patrick Mahomes kind of let you down. Only one touchdown, 13 points. That's that's unusual for him. Yeah, that was the big. I think the big surprise yeah. is getting that little of a performance out of Mahomes. If, if he gets his average and Santino wins, you know, by by miles here because well, he, he he scored 10 under his average. So I think Santino, you you could cut him now. I think uh, you know he he let you down. <laughs> And uh, I think you can, you're done with him. He 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 uh, disappointed you, and uh, you know time to cut bait. Well, yeah, tough loss for Santino. He is he is guaranteed in the lottery with this loss. So you know, un- unfortunate. You know, he he was in the lottery last year, and that's going to continue. But as you Tony mentioned, he's got a couple of nice building blocks. Absolutely, for, for next year, he's going to get so. a great pick. Uh, he's going to get a good player. So hopefully, Santino can build a dynasty. Absolutely. Now we move on to the final matchup. We've got Worms Team Taylor against Micah's Legion of Zubaz. This Worm was a big game. Friedrich. 
for both teams, and Worm takes a commanding lead in the division after this 30-point victory, propelled by his rise of all position players. <laughs> Nearly 40 points out of David Montgomery and Jonathan Taylor combined. Jeez, dude, uh, David Montgomery has been struggling uh, this year, to say the least. I think this is his first 20-point game. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, four catches... Seven, 72 yards rushing and two touchdowns. That is a good, that's a good week. I mean, that's a good RB one. Uh, and he has not been that mo- most of the season. Uh, and Micah's RB ones who, who, ha- who are arguably the best in the league. Ezekiel Elliott and Derrick Henry combined for 12. Uh, Derrick Henry had a fumble and didn't do Jack squat three points. I was very surprised because usually he owns the month of December and like the the Titans do everything they can to get him going, and it just didn't work this week. And Micah's team just could not bounce back from it. No, I mean again, like I said, forty almost forty points out of Worms running backs, and you would have thought that was the opposite that the twelve would come from David Montgomery and Jonathan Taylor combined. But yeah, only twelve there. Derrick Henry fumbled really early in the game, and again because they were down so fast and so many points, they didn't run it nearly as much as usual. Fifteen carries. You know, is definitely not something that you like. You see from him too frequently. You know, Big Ben, they struggled at home against uh, Washington FC. They got a loss. They are now a. They are no longer undefeated. No, no more undefeated teams are left. You know, in the the league. And you know, it's funny because you know you see this great performance out of Baker Mayfield, and it's like the woulda, coulda, shoulda. But if you take away his week seven, 33 points against Cincinnati and his 30 points against Tennessee in his career. I think he's got like 40 of his 42 games or whatever, something like, I forget what the stat is, but like he's, he literally scores less than 10 fantasy points every like week in his career (laughs) on average. If you take these two games out of it. So it's something you could not have predicted. So, you know, nothing, nothing to be ashamed of there. Wouldn't have gotten you the victory anyway. You know, Juju Smith Schuster has been, you know, really inconsistent this year, mostly because of there's so many options in Pittsburgh for the first time in a while. You got Deontay Johnson and Claypool, and you don't know who's going to blow up on a week-in, week-out basis. This week it was Johnson. It wasn't Claypool and it wasn't Juju. So, you know, when Pittsburgh struggles, it's going to make it even harder for the points to get spread around. Uh, Christian Kirk only put up one point, nothing really there. You know, Worm benched Amari Cooper, and Turtle gave him hell for it. And he was right, you know, 12 points, but thankfully it didn't, cost him in the end because Lazard only got him five and you know that that could have definitely been a, a make or break where he benched somebody that you know on, under normal circumstances you, you don't bench so Worm gets a big victory here congrats to him moving into first place in the division and putting himself in in the pole position for the playoffs now we move on to the money players of the week <laughs> And at quarterback, we have Josh Allen and Tony. Straight cash, homie. At running back, <laughs> believe it or not, David Montgomery and Worm. <laughs> Straight cash, homie. I never thought I would hear that soundbite and David Montgomery's name <laughs> that close together. Yeah, it's, it's surprising, to say the least. Uh, and then finally, a wide receiver who is really a tight end, Darren Waller and Kaywall. 
keep hitting all the wrong buttons. Straight it's a lot of buttons. Oh my god, I fat fingered like three buttons. <laughs> uh, and I move on to the start of the week. Start of the week. And we're gonna give it to David Montgomery. Twenty-two points, highest scoring running back in fantasy football. Not somebody who you would consider an every week starter. Especially when you've got, you know, the Buffalo options that Worm had there. But he, he went with Montgomery and it, it paid off. So congrats to Worm there and David Montgomery. Now I move on to the dud of the week. Dud of the week. And this is probably the first time in the history of fantasy football where we're giving the dud of the week to a rookie. Because you're expecting them to have poor games. But Justin Herbert, I mean, his track record has been too strong for for us to have been able to predict a zero-point game. Yes, New England has Bill Belichick, and he's a master at you know cracking the, the other team's offenses and such, but man, oh man, I thought he would have gotten at least a charity touchdown. They got a 45 nothing blowout. Worst loss in the history of the franchise. Anthony Lynn better be checking the classifieds for a new job, that's for sure. I move on to the lucky bastard. One lucky and this one's going to go to Matt under the same pretenses as we talked last week. Yes, the margin of victory for BDI was narrower. Matt scored less points than both of them. He only scored 68 in this victory against me because my team put up a piss poor effort. So congrats to Matt on the lucky bastard. And now we move on to the world's worst fantasy owner. The worst fantasy football owner of the week. And while it's not BDI, it's the team that has BDI in the team name. And that's uh, <laughs> Pee Wee McLean's BDI is a coward. He's 31 points. Man, oh man. Yeah, definitely the spirit overtook yeah. his, uh, his squad. <laughs> in case you were wondering, that is not the lowest point total from a team in our league's history. Stay tuned to the preview show and we'll have more on that. Speaking of... That we should wrap up the recap show so we can move into the preview show. This has been the week 13 recap fantasy football scoop and now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.